Trapcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. Even though it's summer, the flood of news from Novosordo land is hard to keep up with. Let's review a few recent stories. On July 21st, the following headline appeared on the Catholic World Report. As Richmond Diocese marks 200 years, Bishop calls for new springtime. No! You'd think that maybe they would have learned from the last new springtime how that worked out. You know, but no, it's still the same playbook. Vatican II is all they know. It's what they were educated in, and so they can't help but speak its language. On Vatican News, an essay appeared on July 2nd under the title Vatican Council II, a seed that continues to grow. Author Sergio Centofanti hits all the major buzzwords and core ideas that are perpetually recycled ad nauseum to promote and defend the modernist robber synod. A new Pentecost, dynamic fidelity, the council as prophetic, a learning church following the spirit, hermeneutic of continuity, newness in continuity, using the medicine of mercy instead of condemnation, and on and on. They have to defend their conciliar golden calf every so often because with it their entire religion stands or falls. We call it the Vatican II religion for a reason, after all. All right, on to some other stories. On July 23rd, Church Militant reported, quote, A new 4,000-word Vatican document on the Wuhan virus pandemic is being slammed for not mentioning God, Jesus Christ, church, gospel, Bible, or sacraments even once. Unquote. Yeah, sounds like they only had enough space to mention the essentials, huh? Well, look, the Vatican at this point is simply a leftist political social justice NGO with bad liturgy. Why would they mention anything supernatural? Now, there was a follow-up story to this about 10 days later. Church Militant wrote, quote, The Vatican omitted God from a 4,000-word document on the Wuhan virus pandemic in order to reach the widest possible audience, church officials claimed in a statement published Thursday, unquote. And for that story, Church Militant found the perfect headline, Vatican Drops God to Reach Wider Audience. Touché. Now, speaking of long Vatican documents, around the same time, the modernists released a massive 13,000-word instruction to help parishes evangelize. On July 20th, Zenit reported, Quote, the Vatican's Congregation for the Clergy has released a new instruction to guide the reform of parish communities. It is entitled, The Pastoral Conversion of the Parish Community in the Service of the Evangelizing Mission of the Church. What emerges most forcefully from the instruction is the urgency of missionary renewal, a pastoral conversion of the parish, 
so that the faithful may rediscover the dynamism and creativity which allows the parish to be always going forth, aided by the contribution of all the baptized faithful, according to Vatican News. Unquote. Oh, they're going forth, all right. There's no doubt about that. In fact, looking at how Novus Ordo parishes are closing left and right in the Western world, I'd say they're going away. And that instruction, I guarantee it, is not going to help. The very fact that the opening sentence of the instruction contains the term Second Vatican Council, and in the second sentence speaks of new experiences, dimensions of communion, and a harmonious synthesis, tells you all you need to know. Besides, if you need a 13,000-word document to get evangelization going in your parish, then you've probably not understood what evangelization is all about. Changing gears for a moment, the Lefevrist and former SSPX Bishop Richard Williamson has been indirectly promoting the unapproved and clearly false private revelations of a certain Father Albert Drexel. The reason Williamson brings them up at all is clear. They support his own uncatholic theological position, namely that of accepting the Novus Ordo Popes as legitimate while at the same time refusing their religion. In his Eleison Commons newsletter, number 679, Bishop Williamson quotes from one of those alleged messages of our Lord to Father Drexel regarding Vatican II. Quote, I know what agony you faithful souls are suffering, but hold on to your faith and do not let these traitors change it. They are wrong, you are right, as time will tell, and great will be your reward if you persevere, unquote. Now, how do we know that that's not truly from our Lord? We know that because these words contradict what the Church teaches regarding the authority of the Roman pontiff and an ecumenical council. This means that if Paul VI had been a true pope, God would have endorsed not only him, but also his council. If, on the other hand, God had condemned the council in a private revelation, he would also have condemned the authority from which it proceeded as fake. In other words, he would have also denounced Paul VI as an imposter. But this is Bishop Williamson for you. He may be kind and charitable and brilliant in all sorts of ways, but theologically, he's an utter train wreck. On August 6th, Vatican News reported on an alleged need for theology of childhood in order to better safeguard children. You can't make this stuff up. What they need is not a theology of childhood with endless texts and, and you know press conferences and stuff. What they need is ruthless prosecution and swift, severe punishment for those who mess with children. You want a theology of childhood? Here's a theology of childhood, straight from St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 41. Quote, And whosoever shall scandalize one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck, and he were cast into the sea. Unquote. There. That's all the theology of children they need. And last but not least... Surely you've heard that Hagia Sophia was recently turned into a mosque. 
built in the 6th century, it had originally been the Cathedral of Constantinople, a Turkish city now known as Istanbul. It became a mosque after the fall of Constantinople in 1453, but was turned into a museum in 1934 during the Ataturk era. And now, after the current Muslim president Erdogan signed a decree, it's back to being a mosque. Now, what has been the reaction to that by the Novus Ordo sect? Outrage? Anger? No. Instead, sadness. Oh yeah, they're all terribly sad. Even Francis said he's saddened. And why are they sad? Because a magnificent building that was originally built and consecrated for the only true worship of the only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, is now being used for the worship of Allah and the prayers of the Mohammedans? Oh no. Listen to this July 21st report from the Catholic News Agency. Quote, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles and Bishop Joseph Bambera of Scranton, the U.S. Bishop's President and Ecumenical Chair respectively, said July 14th that we join Pope Francis and our Orthodox Christian brothers and sisters in expressing deep sadness over the decree by Turkey's president to open Hagia Sophia as a mosque. For many years now, this beautiful and cherished site has served as a museum where people of all faiths can come to experience the sublime presence of God. It has also stood as a sign of goodwill and peaceful coexistence between Christians and Muslims and an expression of humanity's longings for unity and love. Edward Clancy, director of Outreach for Aid to the Church in Need USA, said July 17th that the 1934 decision to secularize Hagia Sophia, which also allowed for the restoration of Christian iconography plastered over by Ottoman authorities, made it a symbol of interreligious harmony, a place where Islamic and Christian heritages could meet in peace. The loss of that privileged place of interreligious encounter is incalculable. Unquote. So here we can see that uh, their problem with Hagia Sophia being turned into a mosque is not that instead of the true religion, it will now serve a false one. No, they mourn the loss of a location for interreligious encounter where God can be experienced by all. Or listen to what uh, Cardinal Charles Bow of Myanmar had to say about it, as reported by Zenit on July 27th, quote, freedom of religion or belief is a foundational human right for everyone of every faith and none. The right to choose, practice, express, and change one's faith or have no faith at all is the most basic freedom for any soul. And it is a freedom I have consistently and passionately defended for Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, and Christians of all traditions in my own country of Myanmar and throughout Asia. For that reason, the decision in Turkey to turn what was for a thousand years the world's largest cathedral, Hagia Sophia, into a mosque grieves me. It grieves me not because I want to deny my Muslim brothers and sisters places of worship. On the contrary, I defend their right to do so as much as I defend everyone's. 
but nor can the decision to turn Hagia Sophia into a mosque be seen as anything other than an unnecessary assault on freedom of religion or belief. How does turning what was once the world's largest cathedral into a mosque do anything except sow tensions, divide people, and inflict pain? How does placing Hagia Sophia into the hands of people who have no sense of its history and heritage and who, and who will destroy its Christian identity help bring people together? How does seizing Hagia Sophia uphold Article 18 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights? It doesn't. It merely reopens wounds and exacerbates divides at a time when we should be healing humanity. I work with my brothers and sisters from every major faith tradition every day of my life, and I will go to the ends of the earth to defend their rights. I will defend every mosque, every synagogue, every temple possible." Unquote. Did you notice it? Everything Cardinal Bo said, and by the way, that was just excerpts, not the whole statement, everything Bo said was about man not about God. It was about man's supposed rights, not about man's duties towards his creator. Hagia Sophia is a symbol of the rights of man for these people, a symbol of religious freedom, not a symbol of the only true religion testifying to the only true God. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, on full display that new springtime of Vatican II, man put in the place of God, and that is but one of the many rotten fruits of this abominable modernist council. As Pope Leo XIII exclaimed 120 years ago in paragraph 13 of his encyclical Tamezzi, the world has heard enough of the so-called rights of man. Let it hear something of the rights of God. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.